0: Good morning everybody. Welcome to 2017 and a new episode of Electric Leftovers. How was your uh, holiday? Was it was it Cracking good, uh, we took some time off, you might have noticed, um, partly for the holiday and partly because I, you know, it was a little under the weather there uh, a while ago, so, you know, uh, just didn't want to do it, so I didn't do it, uh, but we're back now, we're back, things are great, how are you, it is freezing outside and getting colder. Just to, just to clue you in. Let's see. We have a wind chill warning today. And this is a new segment on the show where I tell you about the weather in my house. Uh, it is 8.12 a.m. The high for the day is going to be 20. It is currently 20. The low is going to be negative 5. Uh, but tomorrow we're looking at 9 for a high negative 14. And then on Friday, 15 and negative 2. And after that, you know, nice little heat wave of pretty consistent 30, mid 30s degrees temperatures. Yeah. Winter where I live. What's winter like where you live? Uh, so you probably want to know what's new at the website, you know. Um, well, going back to the December 21st update, hasn't been a whole lot. Uh, Scarlet and Phantasmagoria, uh, Spawn Armageddon, an epic like and then I did some Saga Frontier 2 Chuck Rock is also on the site um, it's been up there long enough that it's not actually on the front page anymore which means I probably need to finish making all those videos public and we can get started on uploading something else what something else should I upload let's see uh, big ol' hard drive complete no it's current what should I upload folks give me give me your feedback here's what i got i got castle in the darkness contra force gradius life force uh, operation c robo warrior shadow of the ninja shovel knight and super c now if i don't get anybody saying what they want to see even if it's one person if it's one person you get to pick if it's two people knife edge dead matter. those are your games uh, Castle in the Darkness is the newest Let's Play of those. Um, <clears throat> some of the others are pretty old. All the Contra stuff, Super C, Operation C, Contra Force—that's old stuff that never got uploaded. And uh, Life Force and Gradients and all that are just kind of filler games. I need to uh, get back to working on Saga Friends here too. I've just got to get to the last boss and beat the last boss. It's so friggin' hard. Speaking of. Uh, saga Friends here 2, what was uploaded to the website is the end of the Gustav scenario, so we just have to finish out the night scenario, and that means I really need to get working on that again, because, oh boy. Uh, part of the problem is I'm working you know, 40 plus hours again, so I don't have a lot of, you know, I can't devote three hours of a day to sitting doing prep work for a boss. So, oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, new soundtracks, obviously, um... Ninja Gaiden, Metroids, Orcs Must Die, Parasite Eve, Parodius, Fantasy Star for uploading as we speak. that button there, and that button there, and that, and that. It should be processing. Take all the time you need YouTube. To. I already told you to do that once already, and you didn't do it, so you do your thing. <clears throat> uh, new stuff on the way... It is a new year, it is a new month, so we have a new monthly. Jade has picked for us games that we've never played. Um, that's a tall order for yours, truly, uh, because I've played so many games. So I decided to do a game that I played very briefly and wanted to go back to, but haven't yet. I haven't started recording it yet. I'm going to be doing that today. But that game is going to be Willow for the NES. I played it for about 5-10 minutes for the monthly uh, excuse me, the 360, 365 days of the NES, and have not touched it since. And I seem to recall it being pretty dang good. Well, it was a Capcom game, so, you know, it's not going to be super terrible. Capcom NES game, so it's not going to be super terrible. Not sure what to say about modern Capcom games. Anyway, that's what's going on. I've got a bunch of stuff from Coolio sitting in the living room in an envelope with flash drive in it i have not had much time to do anything with that either so uh lots gonna be going on today i'm gonna try and get as much done as i possibly can and just be prepared for you know whenever i have free time again uh so <clears throat> without further adieu, let us uh move on to the next part of the show begins as an innocent voyage of a boy traveling alongside his father develops into an eye-opening adventure that transcends generations. You, a hero in the making, determine your own path, choose your own wife, and befriend a wagonload of quirky monsters along the way. This is Dragon Quest V, Hand of the Heavenly Bride, for the good ol' Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, one of them are playthroughs that Ragnats and I did I did the playing he did the saying I was doing things wrong I, I said shut up I do what I want and then we finished the game uh, very good game probably my favorite of the later Dragon Quest games um, it kind of if I remember my Dragon Questology right 1, 2, and 3 kind of exist in a universe 4, 5, and 6 kind of have a universe and and that's kind of how that works and um, I've played 4, played 5 now, I'm working on 6, so far of 4, 5, and 6, 5 has been my favorite 4 is very good but I like 5 a little more uh, it's, it's a fun game it's a very fun game, and I really like the um, ability to uh, recruit monsters and all that, which it mentions in the, in the thing, uh, so check it out, it's very fun uh, hopefully hopefully it's fun to watch it's about 40 episodes mostly um ragnats and i talking about the game in spurts and talking about other things as we go as is the uh way we kind of do things with um these games we did together Let's see what kind of craziness is happening in the world this year. Our lead story in the news. Oh, so sweet dreams. The Hastings Workshop in Coping, Sweden, liberally using the phrase Master Artisans, recently unveiled its made-to-order $149,900 mattress. Bloomberg News reported in December on Haston's use of superior construction materials, materials excuse me, such as pure steel springs, slow-growing pine, multiple layers of flax, horsehair lining braided by hand, then unwound to ensure extra spring, and cotton covered by flame-retardant wool batting. with a 25-year guarantee and 8-hour-a-day sleep habit works out to about $2 an hour. Bonus, the Bloomberg reviewer, after a trial run, gave the Vividus a glowing thumbs up. And the job of the researcher, folks, humans are good at recognizing faces, but exceptionally poor at recognition when the same faces' features are scrambled or upside down. In December, a research team from the Netherlands and Japan published findings that chimpanzees are the same way when it comes to recognizing other chimps' butts. That suggests, the scientists concluded, that sophisticated recognitions of rear ends is as, as, as important for chimps as sociosexual signaling such as prevention of inbreeding, as faces are to humans. Suspicions confirmed, ladies and gentlemen. Humanity has accumulated an estimated 30 trillion tons of stuff, according to research by University of Leicester geologist, enough to fit over 100 pounds worth over every square meter of the planet's surface. The scientists writing in the uh, Anthropocene Review are even more alarmed that very little of it is ever recycled and that buried layers of techno fossils that define our era will clutter and weigh down the planet, hampering future generations. Don't just think of garage sale stuff, wrote Mother Nature News. Think of every single thing we produce. I believe it. The finer points of law of federal appeals court agreed with a jury in December that Battle Creek, Michigan police were justified in shooting and killing two hardly misbehaving female dogs during a legal search of a house's basement. Mark and Cheryl Brown had pointed out that their dogs never attacked. One, an officer admitted, was, quote, just standing there when shot and killed. The officer said that conducting a thorough search of the premises might have riled the dogs and threatened their safety. Unaddressed was whether the dog might avoid being shot if it masters the classic trick of playing dead. Sounds like a joke, Colts. Spencer Hanvey, 22, was charged with four burglaries of the same MedCare pharmacy in Conway, Arkansas, in October and November, using the same modus operandi each time to steal drugs. Bonus, though, oddly, the drugs were not for obsessive-compulsive disorder. If you see something, say something. In Hamden, Connecticut, high school uh, was put into lockdown for an hour on December 15th when a student was seen running in the hallway, zigzagging from side to side, swinging an arm and leaping into the air. Police were called, but quickly learned that it was just a 12th grade boy practicing a basketball move and pretending to dunk. It's getting ridiculous, folks. The aristocrats, low tech pervs. A cameraless Alan Ralph, 62, was arrested in Sarasota, Florida in December after being seen on surveillance video in October in a Walmart stooping down to the floor to peer up the skirt of a woman and john kuznazow 54 was charged with invasion of privacy in madison wisconsin in november after he was discovered pants down up a tree outside a woman's second floor bedroom window here's some bright ideas for you the immigrants wanted to believe folks for about 10 years organized crime rings operated a makeshift u.s embassy in a rundown pink building in Accra, the capital of ghana Issuing official-looking identification papers, uh, including visas that theoretically permitted entry into the United States, the U.S. State Department finally persuaded Ghanaian officials—Ghanan officials, uh, Ghanian, Ghanaian officials, Ghanaian? Ghanian, Ghanian—sure—to uh, close it down. But it is unknown if any purchasers were ever caught trying to immigrate to the embassy with the U.S. flag outside. Had well-spoken consular officers who reportedly collected about six thousand dollars per visa. The weird old world, folks. Wu Jiangping, 25, from China's Hainan province, complained in November that he had been denied home loans at several banks for not providing fingerprints because he has no arms following a childhood accident and signs documents by holding the pen in his mouth. He was not allowed to substitute toe prints. And classes were cancelled in early December in the village of Batagai in the Yakutia region of Siberia when the temperature reached minus 53 degrees Celsius. That is minus 63 Fahrenheit. I thought it was cold here. But only for kids 15 and under. Older children still had to get to school. Uh, Yakutia is regarded as the coldest inhabited region on the planet. Next, sex toys in the news. Everybody likes this part, I guess. The government in Saxony, Germany, chose as third place winner of its 2016 Prize for Innovation and Startup Companies the inventor of the ingenious Silent Vibrator, leading to shaming of the economy minister, Martin Dooling, now known as Dildo Dulig. Martin Dulig Dildo Dulig I guess an unknown armed robber made off with cash at the lotions and lace adult store in San Bernardino California in December although employees told the police they angrily pelted the man with dildos from the shelves as he ran out the door there you go our least competent criminals, not the last guy. Not ready for prime time. Leonard Rinaldi, 53, was arrested in Torrington, Connecticut in November following his theft of a rare coin collection belonging to his father. The coins were valued at about $8,000, but apparently to make his theft less easily discoverable, he ran them through a Coinstar coin-cashing machine netting himself a cool $60. And James Walsh was arrested in Port St. Lucie, Florida, on December 12th at a Walmart after carding out an unpaid-for big-screen TV. Walsh said he had swiped the TV on December 11th with no problem, but failed to notice that on the 12th, the store had a shop-with-a-cop event at which St. Lucie County deputies were buying toys for kids. Great job, Walmart! Recurring themes, folks, Zimbabwe's hyperinflation remains the most storied, but Venezuela is catching up. In mid-December, the government declared its largest currency bill, the 100 Bolivar Note, worthless, replacing it with a larger denomination money. After a brief cash-in period that has ended and which some drug dealers were likely shut out of, the 100 Bolivar's value had shrunk to two cents on the black market. Stacks of it were required to make even the smallest food purchases, and since wallets could no longer hold the notes, robbers feasted on the packages of money people carried around while shopping. The passing parade! In October, Chicago Alderman Howard Brookins Jr. publicly denounced aggressive squirrels that were gnawing through trash cans and costing the city an extra $300,000. A month later... Brookins was badly injured in a bicycle collision, broken nose, and missing teeth, when a squirrel, in either a mighty coincidence or suicide terrorism, jumped into one of his wheels, sending Brookins over the handlebar. Oh, goodness, that sounds terrible. In October, officials of Alaska's Iditarod reaffirmed an earlier decision to allow mushers to use mobile phones during the 2017 race. Purists maintain that the phones destroy the frontierness of the event. It's probably true. And our classic for the week, update every several years, News of the Weird, helpfully reminds readers of what is one of the planet's most bizarre local customs, the Christmas tradition in Spain's Catalonia region of decorating nativity scenes with figurines of traditional Catalonians and famous people each squatting to answer nature's call. The update this year, of course, is the availability of squatting Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump joining past presidents including the all-time bestseller, President Obama. Queen Elizabeth and Pope Francis, perhaps the least tone-deaf explanation for the tradition is that if the manger manger is fertilized, the coming year's crops can be expected to flourish. And that is the real story. That is how the little Catalonian squatter uh, got its thing. Uh, I know a little bit about this, actually. Uh, I think originally it was just supposed to be like a a farmer or a a shepherd or something in the little pose doing his business, and it was exactly that. It was self-fertilization of your own land, and uh, that is how it came to be, and it kind of became a thing, like it's a good luck thing to have one, because it's like, we bless you and your land and your family and blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Anyway. There's your news. Now you know. now time for a review. Uh, let's see. Gonna go this, one, gonna go this, one. this one's going to be tough. Essentially we've got to the Dragon Quest games, right? So here's how this is going to go. Since we played Dragon Quest games by request, and Dragon Warrior games as part of series, we're going to have to hit some of these up a little bit. So right now, we're going to look at Dragon Quest 3, and then later we're going to look at Dragon Quest 4, which means I've got to find Dragon Quest 3 review, of which... There are three, none of them by people we have read from before, and uh, five stars, four and a half, and five. So we're going to take the four and a half, because it's the worst one. Uh, Just like Dragon Warrior for the NES, but with a few added features, Japan only. A Dragon Quest 3 review by Kiryu. The Dragon Quest slash Warrior series is one of the most popular RPG franchises in history. However, only the Famicom games were translated for US audience. After Dragon Warrior 4, the US stopped seeing Dragon Warrior games. After releasing Dragon Quest 5 and 6 in America, Enix released Dragon Quest 3, but they added several features along the way, making this a very worthwhile update. If you've never played Dragon Quest 3, I'll give you a quick explanation. You are able to pick from different classes and you walk around fat enemies, collect weapons, armor, and items, solve puzzles, and get through the game with a great story by the way. Of all the Dragon Warrior games released in America, Dragon Warrior 3 is generally considered the best. It's the prequel to the first Dragon Warrior, and it's just a blast to play. Of course you'd expect a re-release such as this to contain improved graphics, and the game's graphics are greatly improved, and the enemies and spells are animated now. Most re-releases would just stop there, but the Dragon Quest 3 release added several features not found in the original. There's a hidden game that's found in three places in the world where if you present a gold ticket, you are able to play. The game plays very much like a board game. You roll a dice and whatever square you land on, different stuff happens to you. When you get through the bonus game, you'll get a great prize. Small, small medals are added, and you can sell them for great items at the small metal shrine. There's a thief class available, but to be honest, I really don't know exactly what the thief does. The hero also gets to learn a couple of extra spells, but the most radical difference is the location of the super hidden death cave. After beating the game, play again and go behind the Dragon Queen's palace and enter the light from the stained glass. You'll find your way to a super hard cave where the last boss of the game is just one of the random enemy encounters you meet up with. If you can beat this, I envy you, as I know I can't. I'm going to read that again. You'll find your way up to a super hard cave where the last boss of the game is just one of the random enemy encounters you meet up with. So is the last boss a random enemy? i guess i don't know the graphics are great for a super famicom game especially considering the fact that it was originally a famicom game as i said the enemies have much more detail added to them and they finally move the spells enemy too and this makes it feel more like you're there rather than just text messages telling you what's happening the music is good too and some of the tunes are bound to get stuck in your head but the music still isn't as good as the final fantasy series I don't understand why Enix never released this game to the American public. Same thing goes for the other Super Famicom Dragon Quest games. If you've played Dragon Warrior 3, you shouldn't have too much trouble with the Japanese text, if you can remember what happens in the game, at least. If you like to import games, then you should probably go through the effort to get this game. It's pretty tough to find, especially in the States, but with a little effort, you should be able to find it. One of the best imports you can make. Reviewers rating, 4.5. Outstanding. Originally reposted. Originally posted. Um, wait, oh, um, yeah. Okay, uh, November first, nineteen ninety nine. Wow, this is an old one. And updated August seventh, two thousand and one. This is an old review. Nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Game facts even around back then. Sure was. It was. It was all ASCII art and text. Kind of like it is now, but now they have thumbnails. now. Um, Here you has contributed two files and 131 reviews. I'm just going to take a look. Not a big fan of arcade games. Um, did not enjoy Bachelorette Party slash Burning Desire for the Atari 2600. That got one star. Didn't enjoy the Smurf game on the ColecoVision very much. Thought the lost levels was fine. Kirby and Mega Man for the Game Boy were fine. The incredible Crash Test Dummies for the Game Gear was bad. Altered Beast got one and a half heart. Time Killers got one. Any escape, let's see. Liked 1942 and Adventure Man. Didn't like Bomberman so much. Cobra Triangle was okay. Crystalis was pretty good, he says. Um Earthbound Beginnings, pretty great. Final Fantasy III, flawless. Kid Icarus, pretty good. He reviewed the second Wizards and Warriors, but not the first. Oh, there's the first. Uh, Let's see, Kirby's Adventure is almost flawless. Mega Man 6, four hearts. Metal Gear, four hearts. Rockin' Cats, three and a half. Mario 2, three and a half. Wizards and Warriors 1 he gave just as good a rating as Wizards and Warriors 2 which Wizards and Warriors 1 is way better Deer Hunter Final Fantasy remakes on the Playstation all of which were flawless 4, 5, and 6 no 7 though a Castlevania game for the Sega Saturn apparently we never got Super Nintendo he did uh, Earthbound Zero, but not Earthbound. Evo was almost perfect. Dragon Quest Three is almost perfect. Darius Twin got three stars. Final Fantasy Four got five stars. Mega Man X two and three, but not one. Wedding Peach three stars. Wizardry five, one and a half stars. Ultraman two. UN Squadron got 4 and JJ and Jeff for the (coughs) TurboGrafx-16 that got 2 stars can you tell me how long here he's been a member oh I thought we could do that excuse me pardon me folks Okay, anyway um, what can you tell me about this bachelorette party game? <laughs> It's an action game, developed and published by Playaround, which was released in 1982. It was very helpful, thank you. Let's uh, scroll through. The default controls for the game are as follows. Left, right, move paddle up or down, fire, start the game, launch your woman. The game of Bricklayer J. Gastronomy. Beat'em and Eat'em is notorious for being one of the few leather-bound porn games produced for the Atari 2600. It's basically arcanoid, only flipped sideways instead of vertical. Instead of a ball, you're using a naked woman. Instead of launching her at bricks, you're locking her into a pack of naked men. Just think that someone came up with the idea for this game, decided to make it, and sold the thing, and actually somebody bought it and enjoyed it. There you go. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Um, so about our Dragon Quest review. Uh, that's a pretty good review. I mean, it doesn't go into detail very much. It's just kind of, yeah, the graphics look better because it's an updated port of a Famicom game, uh, for the Super Famicom. Uh, you know, a little more information would be nice. Uh, Give me a little more information about the, um... you know about the story a little bit maybe you told me it's the prequel to the first game but that doesn't tell me much uh there's a lot that goes on in this game um he says of all the dragon warrior games released in america 3 is considered the best i think 4 i mean i like 3 more than 4 but i think 4 is generally considered better than 3 i don't know uh not a bad review though there's not much i can argue with uh I mean, he gave it four and a half. I probably would have given it four. Um, But yeah, that's that's probably the best we're going to do for a review this week. Sorry. ladies and gentlemen that is the show i hope you enjoyed it it's nice to be back from a little break but it's nice to have a break once in a while you know what i mean uh i want to thank everybody for listening all throughout the past year uh on to the two years of the show we are coming up on our 2 year anniversary. uh getting there we've got almost all 104 episodes to make that happen I mean, it's been two years time-wise, but episode-wise, we're getting there, man. Are we getting there? Uh, As per usual, you can find all of the stuff that we talked about here at the show at lowbiasgaming.net. You can find... Oh, contact us on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter, and all of that stuff. Um, Oh, by the way, uh, yours truly uh, was a guest of the Nintendo Fever that's what it is, NintendoFever dot Gotta look. NintendoForever.com. dot There we go. Nope, that's not it. Yeah, Nintendo Fever. NintendoFever dot there we go. There was the thing. Uh, um, uh, my buddy Matt from Still in Beta, as you know, does a podcast over there. Um, and in episode 87 of their podcast, I, I am guessing you can find it at NintendoFever.com. We talk about some stuff and things like that. So there you go. That's all the stuff you need to know about that. Uh, Thanks for listening again. um, You know what to do if you need to find us. Have a great week, and we will see you later.